Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to Wander. Today's episode is with another girl guest that yeah. Sandy knows. Girl Sandy, power. take it away. Introduce her. Oh, the freaking amazing Anna Marie. She is amazing. She is a photographer, business coach, a little bit of everything, and I love her so much. Why don't you say hello, Anna? Tell us hello. about yourself a little bit. <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. And also, Sandy, I feel like I wanted to record what you just said and like have it as my morning <laughs> alarm. <laughs> I don't think I can Stop. have a bad day if I start my day like that every single day. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, like you said, I'm a photographer. Now I am also doing business coaching. Um, do you want me to get into kind of how I got my start there? Or do you want to know like a little bit about me just like as a human being, as a business owner, everything, all of it? Well, let's oh. say yes to both. Why don't you start with yourself first and then we'll talk about what you do and we'll kind of have a conversation about like how you shifted more into like mental health and business coaching too later yeah. on. Okay. Amazing. All right. So I grew up, which is so funny. Actually, I grew up like 20 minutes from Sandy yes. and we had no idea who each other was. We both nope. we were photographers and then Sandy ended up moving eventually to Lake Geneva area. I moved to Madison area and then mm-hmm. Sandy joined my, was that my first coaching? Yes. It was my first coaching program ever that yes. I launched, which was really, really cool. Um, so that's how I met Sandy. But I moved to Matt. So I grew up in a really small town, Wisconsin. I was one of those girls who always knew that I wanted to get out of the small town. Mm-hmm. I just felt misplaced. And I, I was just talking with this with my husband, how it's so Aww. bizarre to me, how like from such a young age, I knew that that was not the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I always picture myself not living in Wisconsin. And then yeah. uh, I always say like, you have to let life happen because the mm-hmm. only school that really fit everything that I wanted to do college wise was 45 minutes from my hometown. Yes. So I was like, all right, we're just going to do it. See what happens. I met literally the best human beings in my entire life there that are still really good friends today. Yeah. Then I applied for 45 jobs around the U S oh, and this time, yes. like in college, I know being a communication major is no uh-huh. joke. Cause you just, you can apply for anything and everything and get nothing. Yeah. Um, wow. So I applied. Yeah. I applied all over the U S I Cause I wanted to get out. And this time, like during college, I've done a lot of travel. I started going to Europe. I worked at a summer camp in New York. Like I did all these things to get this travel bug and me going. It was so fun. (laughs) And I really recognized my love for people and like stories even before I became a photographer. And then I applied for all of these jobs. The only offer I got was the one job that I applied for in Madison and so I, wow. yeah, yeah. And at this point I'm like, all right, you know what? Desperate, yeah. This is, a, yeah, this is my life. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to hype myself up, but I had a good resume. Like I was a dedicated oh, yeah. guy. So I was like, this is just what's supposed to happen. This is where I'm supposed to be. I hadn't really ever visited Madison before. So I moved here on a whim. I thought that I was making really good money because like, 
living in small town Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I think I lived off of $500 a month. So I was yep. like, I'm rich. <laughs> I moved to Madison, was making almost no money. I was yeah. struggling. I started doing like photography a little bit on the side. And then I found out that the school that I was working for was going to be shut down. It was a for-profit <gasps> media school. Oh. And it was a really cool school to work for because I met like really cool people in the industry like I met like people who worked on Star Wars like I had all these really contacts but I was like all right well the school is shutting down now what am I gonna do and I ended up applying to teach English in Europe and got accepted into a program we're gonna do this I I am totally like free bird at this point like I just want to get out like I said like I'm desperate to like get out of Wisconsin Yes. Tried things. So I moved to Europe. I finished the program. I'm teaching English. I'm and uh right before I moved, I had a going away party where I actually met my future husband. And oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh so I go to I go to Europe. I'm teaching English there and I'm having a great time traveling all over Europe. Flights there are so cheap. So I'm living my yeah. best little nomad life. And I am planning on staying there for like six months to a year. And the company that I was working for with, for my visa notified me that they had somehow misplaced something in my application. And so I found out that my visa got denied to stay in Europe. And so they were like, you either have to leave Europe within seven days, or you can stay here and essentially be illegal. But there is a consequence that if you get caught you will be kicked out of the Schengen zone, which is like a European zone for 10 to 15 years. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, that's not worth it to me. So with the seven day notice, I literally leased my apartment there, closed all my bank accounts and decided to move back to the U S so that I didn't get kicked out. And then that's what led me to be like, all right, photography has always been something that has kind of like been an interest to me. I don't know what I want to do now because I had Mm -hmm. this plan. Obviously nothing has been working out. I was like low key. It's funny because my husband jokes. He's like, did you come back for me? And I was like, no, (laughs) I did not come back for a man. Um, Oh, too cute. (laughs) Yeah. And so I came back and I was like, I'm going to give photography a shot for six months. I'm just going to see what happens. My mom owns a business. So I was like kind of familiar with the work ethic that it would mm-hmm. take. Like I wasn't naive to how much, how much I would have to put into it. Yeah. And within the six months, it just took off. And that was in 2018. So crazy. there's so much that we can go into it, but that's kind of how I got my start in photography. And it was the wildest ride to get there. And that's why I think your twenties are just like the most insane, chaotic, messy years of your life, but they're so beautiful too. Mm-hmm. So true. Oh was my it, gosh. Crazy. Was, I don't think I knew all these details, Anna. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It sounds like you were just like, whatever happens, I'm going to take mm-hmm. that as a sign that it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you just went after it. I love yeah. that. I don't have that in me. Like I'm starting to, but were yeah. you shooting weddings right off the bat? Yeah. Good question. So the first, the first wedding I ever shot was for $300 while I was in college. And it was just because this couple oh, was wow. like, I don't even want wedding photos. Oh and my gosh. So my cousin and obviously like Sandy with 
you being in the wedding industry too. Like yeah. I literally, I didn't meet this couple before. I knew uh-huh. their names the day of I showed up. I, all I knew was like, they were going to kiss at the altar. Like that's literally it. Oh my gosh. And, stress. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> knowing how much work I put into it now, but yeah, so that was the first wedding oh I ever my. shot was in college. And then after that, I didn't shoot another wedding until 20, 18. So I shot my first wedding probably around like 2015. And then I didn't shoot another wedding until like 2018. And that's like when in that six month period when I was like, I'm going to launch my business and Mm -hmm. see what I can really do. So yeah, I knew. So it's funny. I actually didn't want to shoot couples. I, but I knew that weddings was where you made money. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then I'm now like, I could not imagine not shooting weddings. Like I absolutely adore them. So it's weird how that works out. It is because I remember me being the same way. Like there's no way I could do weddings. That's way too much stress right off the bat. And then I love it. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that works out. And like what you were saying with Olivia too, like it's really interesting. I, one thing that I've had to learn and a big lesson in my life so far has just been learning to let go because I have found that the harder that I've tried to control situations, the harder I get slapped across the face with like reality and Mm -hmm. a different plan that is totally meant for me. And so Mm -hmm. the more, the less resistance I can have in my life and the more fluid I can be, the better things have turned out that I just, I couldn't even imagine. So it's really interesting. So cool. So (laughs) now you mean, yeah, you see me kind of being like, I need to make note of that. (laughs) (laughs) So now you kind of shifted some into like business coaching. And when I first heard of you through Sandy, it was all about like, this girl does like empowerment shoots and they're so cool. And I know that's right up your alley. So we have to get her on the podcast. So talk a little bit about that because I'm curious to see what that looks like for you versus like the empowerment stuff that I've done just with like Mm -hmm. Sandy and myself. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I've always been a big self-care junkie. Like I, you know, very typical. I went through a breakup when I was like 21 and it just launched me into this path where I was like, oh, I got some trauma. I got some things to learn about myself. And like, even the control thing, I was like, I need to learn to let go. So I was already applying it in my personal life. And then once I started my business, I realized really quickly, I was pretty self-aware enough to be like, I don't know what my limits are going to be. But I also was in a phase of my life where I was a people pleaser and I didn't have good boundaries. And so I was like, I'm going to take on everything. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to shoot on the weekends and uh-huh. shoot every day. And yeah. And I was like, but then also it's really hard. Cause like as a business owner, you control how much money you make. So like, I was like, yes, 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 yes. To yeah. everything. Absolutely. And then, right. And I kept living my business that way. And then COVID was honestly the, the, biggest turning point, like 2019, I was already feeling burnt out. Like I was like, this is too many weddings for me to take on. The typical wedding photographer in Wisconsin takes on like any, somewhere around 25. And I think the most I ever took on was in 2019 was 26. And even that for me, I was like, I don't know how people do this. Like I am such like a emotional person. It just, it drained me so much. And Mm -hmm. so I just started recognizing these little things that were happening. And then I had a really good talk with my therapist at the end of 2019, right before COVID hit. And she was like, if you keep up this pace, you're going to burn out of this field within five years. And that honestly was completely what changed something within me to be like, am I okay with that? 
or do I need to make some changes for myself? And that was the first moment where I was like, I don't think that I can listen to all of the chatter of like industry leaders and other people around me and what they're doing because what everyone else is doing is clearly not working for me. And Mm. so going into 2020, then of course, like COVID hits, I lose half my income. Mm -hmm. I'm like rescheduling all these weddings. And then um, I'm going into just this big, like emotional shift personally uh, that year. Like I also got engaged. So like, there's a lot of like personal transitions happening in my life, but then there's also like a world shift happening, which you guys all, everyone felt in their own way. And I just continued to, to feel like there had to be a different way to run my business. And so I sat down and talked with my therapist about it. Cause obviously she's a small business owner mm-hmm. and it was kind of nice. Cause it was almost like we had this like coaching call and she was like, why don't this month you go through, this was like, again, this was like right when the pandemic was hitting and I still wasn't having days off. I still wasn't taking care of myself. I was still saying yes to everything. And she was like, what if you went into your calendar and scheduled one day off a week? And I remember like feeling so anxious in my body being like, I I can't, like, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And feeling so overwhelmed. And then also the other thing she had me do is she was like, what are three things that would bring you a lot of joy that you could do this week? And they were so simple. Like, I remember what it was like, I'm pretty sure it was probably this to T, but it was like yoga, read a book and go for a walk. And I wasn't doing any of those things because like, I would just wake up and work constantly because I felt like I was behind. I felt like Mm -hmm. everyone else was doing more than I was doing. I wasn't doing enough. And that energy of like feeling like I was not enough just carried into my business and it carried into my marketing. It carried into literally everything. So yeah, COVID was when I had to like really sit down with myself and be like, there's a different way to do this. And I think Mm -hmm. it's going to start within me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when everything went radio silent and COVID, when everything was canceled, I like looked at myself and I looked at my business and I was like, I'm going to make a change to where my business is now focused on working for me instead of feeling like my business is literally dragging me through the mud. Mm-hmm. because I'm drowning and I'm not okay. And it was kind of hard because even though I knew that this was the change I wanted to make, 2021 was probably one of the hardest years of my life because it was all of the reschedules from COVID. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. and it was everybody coming back up to life and it was still a lot of unknown and so it was hard to still go into that year. But like 2020 was really when I had to sit down and and figure out what that process looked like for me. Do you want me to keep going or do you want me to pause for a second? Cause I know I just kind of went on a tangent. I love it. (laughs) It's cool to hear your story. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Keep on going. (laughs) Oh, you're, you guys are amazing. Okay. Uh, so, so then we get to 2021. Like I said, it's like, it's a really stressful and I've all these reschedules. Like I, and the thing is, is like, I, Sandy, you probably felt this too. Like people didn't really confer with me when they were shifting their wedding. Like they'd be like, here's the new date. 
And so all of a sudden I had like eight weddings in September and I was like, and there's only four weekends in September. And I was like, okay. Like, and also I'm planning a wedding. Like I have a lot of life events happening as well. So there is just so much, there's just so much happening in my personal life. There's so much happening around me. And I also had joined a coaching program mastermind that was a year long and long story short, it was totally discouraging. It was not what I, I paid $22,000 for this program. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Like it was oh like literally when Gus and I talked about it, I was like, I recognize that this is a down payment on a house, oh. but I was like, I, I felt such a strong pull to do this yeah. program mm-hmm. and it was so utterly disappointing and I felt so conned wow. out of it. So like, this was like, and not to say that I did not learn anything because I yes. did, but yes in very backwards ways. Like I, I learned how not to be a coach. Um, oh, I learned exactly. And she did have good information, but like, Oh yeah, there's, that's a different I did not know day. you had that experience. Oh yeah, my gosh, was, Anna. I would be I so bitter about that after that oh, amount of money. So bitter. I was, Oh, that amount of money. Insane. Oh. So so it ended too. So this is like kind of where this is essentially the apex of like where all this anxiety hit me. So 2021 mm-hmm. is really hard. You have all these reschedules, all this stuff happening. I'm in this coaching program. That's not great. I'm asking her for help, not really getting it. And she wow. ends it with a trip to Paris. Like you, like we paid our way and everything, but she had like the villa. And so we get there. She promised us all of these things. And, um, this is so clear in my head. So I'm sitting in a circle with all of these women and her, and she, I'm asking her for help. I'm like, I'm like, okay, but how can you support me through this? Or like, what should I do in this situation? And she keeps like, she's not listening. Like she keeps going on like her own little weird tangent. And I have never in my life experienced a panic attack. And my body went full panic attack where I started doing like the, like that, like whole thing. Mm -hmm. And luckily one of my girls, so the girls that I met through this program, amazing. Like to this day, we still have group chat. We still talk two years later. Um, luckily one of the girls right next to me, her sister has panic attacks all the time. So she knew before I knew what was happening. So she pulled me out of the room and was trying to get me to breathe. And eventually we went outside and I was just like, she would, and we were talking and I was like, I'm just baffled by how much she does not see or understand me after me investing $22,000 into her business. Uh-huh. She couldn't even tell me my husband's name. And I, after a year, after a year. Oh my gosh. And, Emma. <laughs> yeah. And I, so she was like, I'm going to give you a chance to calm down. Cause it might hype you up if I'm still around you. Yeah. And so I laid, <laughs> in the grass in outside of Paris in this villa. And there was these French country cows just doing their thing. Oh. And I wished so bad that I was back in Wisconsin. And I was like, Oh my God. Again, it was like this moment in my business and in my life that again, like was so transformative because I was just like, I don't, can I curse? But uh, what the F? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. okay, cool. Like, so I literally was in there. I was like, I don't oh, understand. And again, I had this moment where I was like, I knew I shouldn't have came on this trip. I once again, kind of like ignored some of my boundaries. I Mm -hmm. was not excited for this trip. Like I knew based off of her coaching that I I shouldn't have, I should have just canceled it. I was so stressed out. I was 
at like negative 40 at this point. Like I had nothing left in the tank. I had nothing left to give. I was so emotionally depleted that like, obviously my body went into a panic attack and I've never experienced that before. So everything emotionally, physically, mentally was exhausted. And like I said, in 2020, I I knew that this was where I was headed, but 2021 sent me there completely. And so that, so I came back in October. I didn't get on any of the other calls. I think we had like two or three calls after that. I was like, Mm. I'm good. I don't need this energy coming at me anymore. And so I vowed for 2022 to cut my entire workload in half. And I talked to Gus, my husband, Uh and I was like, I want you to know that I'm probably going to take about a 50% pay cut, but I have to, because if I don't, I'm literally concerned that I will die and like, and not, and I like, I am a dramatic person, but like, I felt like my health was headed in such a way that like, I could not keep up and I couldn't see the joy in anything anymore. Um, and it was just, it was horrible. And I'm like, so I, I debated that winter. I debated quitting. I debated Mm -hmm. if I should not do my business anymore. Like, and so this is the the story of essentially how I got into, again, I had understood the idea that I needed to be more aware and build my business around myself, but I couldn't really apply it until 2022 after catching up from COVID. And so getting into 2022 was when I was like, all right, this is, that's the year that I was getting married. I was like, I need to have time. I need to have space for my personal life. I need to have space for me to heal because at this point, showing up to a wedding, showing up to a shoot, even looking at my inbox was triggering me and triggering anxiety that like was all residual from the last year. And so I needed to heal my relationship with my business in Mm -hmm. order for me to maintain a business because otherwise I was like, I'm going to have to quit. So I had to figure it out. Should I pause or keep going? Keep going. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I usually don't talk this much. So no, I love this. Anna. like you are just popping off and it's so amazing. Like I'm just entranced with it all. (laughs) Should I tell you my social security number or like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, my mom's made a name or are we there yet? Um, Yeah. So, so 2022, we get into that and I did I cut so that was 2021 was the first year that I made something and you guys can at the end or whatever jump in but you can Mm -hmm. ask me in depth about anything that you think might be helpful but that was when I started introducing in my life my availability calendar which was at the end of 2021 in December I went through my entire 2022 as like wedding photographers we book out for a year year and a half in advance so I was like I know when most of my weddings are going to be I went from taking on 25 weddings. I was like, I'm only going to take on 10 to 12. So I had 11 booked and I was like, great. This is perfect for me. I immediately went into my calendar. I scheduled off six weeks around my wedding so I could really be present and not worry about what was happening with work or checking in with work. And it was hard for me to even deny like clients in that time. But like Mm -hmm. I knew that I would need that space emotionally to be able to process a big life transition. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad I did that. So yeah, I, I planned out, like I'm only taking on two shoots a week. I want to have a week off every month where I 
can just catch up on work and not have to worry about shooting. I just like asked my, started asking myself these questions. Like, what do I need in order to be a human first and a business owner second? Mm -hmm. And the other part of that was recognizing that I was like, I think I only want to try and work like four or five hour days. And so it was figuring out what workload that would require. And then also based on all of my availability, understanding my finances and being like, okay, what do I need to charge so that I can have a schedule that isn't really scarce? So as I said earlier, I had talked to Gus and I was like, okay, I'm going to probably take a pay cut. I'm probably Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm scaling back completely. And in 2022 I did, I, I had probably a third of the workload that I had in 2021. I took six weeks off around my wedding. I took off all of December so that I could relax because I was still feeling burnt out. And I ended up making more money than I did in 2021. And yeah. And I was also like when my, when my accountant told me that at the end of the year, I was like, the look on my face, he must've saw, (laughs) he, he was like, are you shocked good or bad? And I was like, But, uh, when I went back and saw it, like when I went back and did the math, it was because I was so much more intentional with my pricing, with my scheduling. And I had so much more energy to be a creative person that like I planned out my finances. So, so much better and was able to like offer mini sessions or empowerment sessions, which I'll totally get into. I love you too. Um, (laughs) And by being strategic and having the energy and space in my schedule to be able to offer those, I just ended up boosting my income way more than I thought I would. And so like I kind of just carried on that method into this year. Um, and like, I would say that going in 2022 was for sure kind of my healing year. And then going into 2023, like I have feel really, really good with where I'm at with my business. I feel I've never felt like so, like artistic and empowered and creative. And it all stemmed from understanding that like I had to start shutting off all of the streams of noise from social media and leaders. And even my own coach that I paid money for who was telling me to do these certain things for my business that who didn't know me and who didn't know my business and didn't know my life and what I wanted and my goals. And in understanding myself better, I could build a business based around my lifestyle because that is how you create a life you love and understanding what you need as a human being, not just doing what everyone else is telling you to do because it's the latest fad on Pinterest or social media or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was so cool. So cool. Like you can tell that you're super passionate about it. Is that kind of what you do for your coaching now is it's not just photographers or is it that you coach? Yeah. So I, so I would say it's mostly photographers, but mostly because that's who follow me and that's like who my audience is, but it's open to anybody. I also got life coach certified. So like I was able to do life coaching this year as well, but yeah, so That in learning my own kind of struggles with that, I just, when I would speak about it on social media, I would have other people message me and they'd be like, I'm feeling this exact same way. Like, how do you get out of it? And I also found that even like in the first round of group coaching that I did that Sandy was a part of, like, that was so eye opening for me because at one point in coaching, every single client that I had 
like either cried or had a really hard day where they really needed to like talk about mental mindset and talk Mm -hmm. about like how they were feeling as a business owner, not just like what you need on your website. And when I started seeing the one thing that I learned from that experience in Paris with my coach, not even knowing my husband's name, when I understood that like I need to see these people as human beings first and then see how their business works second. And that's why I believe in like really small group coaching. That's how I got into that. Because like, like I said, when you understand yourself, like you can understand how your business can work for you so much better. So yeah, that's how I got into that. Um, And that's how I started doing individual coaching. And I incorporated Mm -hmm. a lot of more like burnout prevention on top of it. And essentially I'm looking at stress as like, you need to treat stress proactively, not reactively, because Mm -hmm. if you're reacting to stress, you're, it's, it's, you're ready, you're ready in a a depleted state. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I just have taught my coaching clients is like, so many people have asked me like, where's the line with burnout? Like, how do you know? And it's like, you know, that feeling when you're like, Oh, I'll I'll just do this one more thing. Or like I said, I was going to stop, but I'll just, I'll, it's fine. Like I'll, someone asks you to coffee and you're like, I'm really tired, but like, I'll just go. I haven't seen them in forever. Mm -hmm. Like whatever it is. As soon as you start feeling that like sigh before you commit to something, or you feel like you're like, I'll just do this one more thing. You're already crossing your boundary. And that to me, yeah. And that to me, it's really important to teach business owners that it's okay to have boundaries and it's okay to say no to clients. It's okay to also ask for respect from clients Mm -hmm. and from other people around you. And it's a form of self-respect and self-love and self-acceptance to want those things and to implement them within your life and business. Yeah. So that was a, yeah, a little golden nugget right there. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) It was a lot of learning. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. You had that bad experience with your coach. Yeah. Did you start coaching after that then? Yeah. So, okay, wait. Yeah. So I hired Mm -hmm. her in 2020 and then, yeah, my first was in 2021. Yes. 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 Amazing. That's so so cool. Right. It sucks that you had that bad experience, but then like, like you said earlier, you knew what not to do. Yeah. It sounds like it was the catalyst to really Mm -hmm. like, I am so like geared up about all this from my personal experience and I'm going to use it to help other people. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I think it also taught me just like communication because that's as a business owner, you have to be communicative. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she promised us all these things that weren't like even realistic maybe. And I wanted to go into these coaching experiences being like, this might take time. This might be really hard. This is all you. This is all your mm-hmm. own work. I'm just here to like be your Yoda. Like I can't <laughs> do any of this for you, you know? Um, and <laughs> I think, yeah, like you said, having that experience mm-hmm. sucked, but I think mm-hmm. it, it was necessary for me to be a better yeah. coach. Oh, interesting okay. enough. Crazy enough. Yeah. yeah. But I agree. Like, I feel like you taught me that work life balance or pushed me to do that because like, like you said too, that you did, you just worked and worked and worked and said, okay, I'll just do this one more thing. But like, that was before you and then you helped and like, now I'm okay taking a day off and making it wait because 
self-care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a full-time business owner per se, but I mean, I have like a couple different things that mm-hmm. supply mm-hmm. income through my own like work and I can totally tell if I was full-time, it's like, you never really know. You don't feel like you have that security. Like it's yeah. just always could be taken out from under you. And it's like on you to supply that continued like flow of income. I can totally yeah. see how that would feel like you have to keep going no matter what. I mean, I feel like that in the little things that I do, that's what I mean about not being full-time. I can't imagine. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It's, it's so a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah. And I think like the, the nice thing is, which I, and I've told this to people who maybe haven't been in business as long, but as you continue to grow in your business, you do become more secure because you just, it's being open to learning. And I now have been doing it. So I started in 2018, so five years. And I feel like the deeper I'm getting into my business, the more I can trust that the income's going to come through and, but also financially planning that, but yeah, it's a lot yeah. of pressure and it's really hard to say no. But the fun part yes. is too, is if I've ever like, like, I remember one time I was like, I want to go to this conference in San Francisco. Well, and it was like t- two grand to like for everything to go. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I'm just going to host mini sessions. And if I sell yeah. them out, then I can go. And I did. And then I went, Aww. so it's, it's really freeing to be a business owner, mm-hmm. but also like, sometimes you're a little scared shitless, but yeah, it keeps you going. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So how have you been transitioning all of this now into motherhood coming soon for you? Uh, Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of going back to like the boundaries thing, again, all like my whole business, I've recognized that boundaries are really important for me in honoring how much I'm taking on Mm-hmm. because where you are giving somewhere you're taking from somewhere else. Like you only have these boxes that you can put in and you only have like, or like cups and you have a pitcher and it's like your choice, what you want to pour that into every day. And so for example, like my wedding, like I'm so happy I took the time off. I did, even though people kind of thought I was crazy to take that much. I've known people that have like literally taken two weeks off and which is so like, that's for amazing. Me, I just, emotionally I needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I'm so happy I did. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, now with motherhood coming, um, it's really interesting, even though I really love being a business owner, like being a business owner was totally part of my path and always supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I knew in my heart that like my number one, like it's not number one for me. Like my priority is my family and my priority has always been hoping that I would be blessed enough to be given the chance to be a mom. And so the fact that I get to experience this, like I am not going to take one second for granted. And knowing that that is a priority above everything else gives me a lot of peace knowing like, like baby and my husband are first, like no matter mm-hmm. what, like as long as those two things are taken care of and me and myself included in that. Well, um, so that, as long as all of that is taken care of and we're all doing okay, then I can start focusing on, on other things. But even then mm-hmm. I'm probably going to focus on friendships and connections in my community before I'm mm-hmm. focusing on my business. I'm probably going to focus on my home and just like doing the laundry and keeping up with stuff before I focus on my yeah. business. So understanding that my business is going to get pushed back, uh, was a good way for me to start thinking about 
like my maternity leave, my motherhood and what that's going to look like as a business owner. The second part of this is like, I never expected that I would want to be a stay at home mom. I never planned on it. I was kind of one of those people who was like, not for me, but go off. <laughs> and my sister is a stay at home mom. So like I've talked to her about it and how challenging it can be. But then Gus and I have just been talking so much about like daycare prices to be yeah. quite honest. And yeah. we're talking about like how we want to raise our children. And I think that it's really important for me to be the main teacher in my child's life. And mm-hmm. not that someone else can't do the same thing, but I, yeah. I feel like calling that like, that's my job for this mm-hmm. baby. And so what that looks like for me is also allowing me to be able to pull back my business even more. I'm still going to shoot 10 weddings next year. I feel comfortable awesome. in that, but more so in like, in how many shoots I'm taking on. So like, I'm, I usually do about six shoots a month. Um, next year I'm going to pull it back to two or three and just see how awesome. I feel. And this is the part about fluidity and resistance. That's like, <laughs> have to totally just let go because if you don't like you have to allow your business to change you have to allow it to fit your life a one woman show like I cannot have all these expectations of myself and so like understanding that like I'm gonna make mistakes I'm gonna grow like allowing myself to go through this and then so so that's how I'm I'm planning on kind of transitioning so I want to be at home with baby first work like two or three hours a day with Gus, like whenever he gets home from work, that's kind of our plan, but then still allowing me to have this business as my baby, because like we, we need the income, but also like, I need this as well for my soul. Like I need to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but motherhood is like a once in a lifetime thing. And I'm, I'm not going to at, on my deathbed, I'm never going to be like, damn, I wish I would have sent that email earlier. Like, no. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, I I'm, love that. Yeah, so I'm just focusing on how I can be present in motherhood. Yes. So how long are you per se taking off? Are you doing yeah. maternity leave? <laughs> yeah, so I've been, so I saved for maternity leave. Awesome. And so I'm due September 9th. So Essentially, that would push me because, you know, I don't oh, know when yeah. baby, not my choice. <laughs> so when baby gets here, it'll be like the three months would kind of end in December. So I just decided to take off through the end of the year because like Amazing. by the time holidays roll, roll around, like I would only be back really at it for two weeks. So, mm-hmm. but the caveat on that, again, with being a business owner is I actually like, I have uh, associates shooting weddings for me because that's the busiest time of the year. Awesome. And so I have to cover the weddings for me. So I'm still going to be editing. I'm still going to be sending out emails. I have a couple engagement sessions that I'm doing and I have a wedding in November. So like I'm doing light work, but I have been really, really open with these couples. And this is where I believe communication is super important. And I like all my engagement sessions have backup dates because I said, if I just even need, if I just get to that day and I'm like, I mentally cannot, I don't want to give them photos that aren't great. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's just amazing. Yeah. I just want to, I'm trying to just plan out as much as I can, but yeah. So I will be taking like whenever baby comes through mm-hmm. the holidays and then the new year is when we'll kind of start transitioning back into me working, which is kind of perfect because obviously 
being a wedding photographer, it's yeah. slow worse. Slow winter. season. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. perfect. Ease back into things. <laughs> yeah, just slowly ease back into Aww. it without feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. so let's hop back to kind of empowerment sessions. Can you tell us about yes. those? Because I know Olivia um, is all about that. Yeah, I'm just sitting okay. here waiting. <laughs> okay, I love you so much. So essentially, how did I, where did I yeah. even start with these things? So I, I wanted to capture, so traditionally they're known as boudoir and whenever you would look at, I'm laughing because I'm just picturing what I would see on Pinterest. (laughs) Whenever you would like look at, um, like boudoir pictures online, like not that there's anything wrong with this because there's people that are really into it, but like, it was always kind of the same and it was very kind of like these more sexualized photos of women Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be able to represent women in a different way that felt very true to who they are that didn't require them to like have to stick out their ass or be naked. Yes. Even if they, yes. do. And if they do like amazing pop off. Pop I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to represent women in a different way. So that's how I was like, and I just, I didn't like the word before. I didn't like the connotation mm-hmm. that came with it. So I started thinking, so that's why I named it empowerment sessions. Cause I was like, I really want to create a space where like women can leave feeling empowered in their own body. And also I was really clear about that. I wouldn't be retouching any of these photos that like, I wasn't going to make your arms skinnier. Wasn't going to be like touching up. Like, like I do light editing on everything and I can like, I'll soften images, but that's like more for like the stylistic part. It's not to yeah. change your body. Um, and I was really clear about that because I, fully believe that every woman should deserve to be celebrated in their own body, no matter what it looks like. And Mm -hmm. I've struggled a lot with body image. I know so many people around me. I I don't know a single person who has not struggled with body image. Right. So that's like what these sessions were a goal for me. Like if I can help change someone's life in the smallest way of just them seeing themselves differently, then that's what I want to do. So uh, essentially these sessions, I approach them very differently. So we talk about, what makes them feel sexy, like no matter what that looks like. Like I would say 50% of women that I shoot will maybe not even, maybe like 40% of women will like either go topless or go nude. But I've only had even a handful of clients go completely nude. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like women wanting to wear something that feels really good on them or be able to be vulnerable in a way that like they haven't shared even with themselves sometimes. And then me as a photographer and like, I also, I'm very big on calling myself an artist too, because I'm like, I'm not just a photographer. Like I create art and it's me like trying to see these parts of these women that they love, but also that I see as an outsider and that I can show them like look how like stunning you are mm-hmm. when you're just sitting there or like when you're just sitting on a bench or when you're standing or doing a twirl. And it is so cool. Cause I've never had someone leave a shoot telling me that they didn't love the experience. And I've never had someone say that they didn't like their photos. And it's mm-hmm. because these photos also require a very big responsibility of holding space for the women that trust you to shoot them mm-hmm. and making them feel comfortable and understood and making sure that they are given the space to be vulnerable because half of 
or I would say 90% of these sessions in the way that I get like these photos is by having a presence that allows them to show that to me. So Mm. that's like how I started these sessions and they are to this day, one of my favorite things that I do. I I did one for my mom and my sister this past December and it was, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it made me emotional because I was like, you know, like they, like my mom, like my stretch marks, like all this stuff. And it was so cool. She made a little book for my dad, which I know it sounds weird that like I might do this for my mom, but I, my mom and I are super close. Grew up in a super sex positive household. She wasn't like doing anything like super provocative or whatever. Even if she was, I'd have been like, get it. I know how I was made. Um, So... (laughs) really good experience my sister too like my sister's never been a very confident person and to just see her see these photos was just like I mean so corny but it it like it makes me really emotional like it's so cool to see women get to celebrate themselves and it was so hard to get people to pay for these sessions because it is so hard to get a woman to invest hundreds of dollars in themselves exactly Mm -hmm. take photos of themselves Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest thing that I had to be able to do is to convince women that they deserve that and they're worthy of it. And that like, they deserve to remember themselves in this way. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I just got goosebumps when you were saying your mom and sister, I love that so yeah. much. And one, everyone needs to go follow Anna. We'll catch you up on Anna's social medias. But like one that really sticks out to me is Carlin's and she was in my coaching group too. So like me and Carlin got to know each other, but like Carlin's empowerment session was like, so moving I think I sent to it to Olivia but like it was remind me what it was like talk about it a little bit yeah so essentially Carlin reached out to me and she so Carlin is this really I don't understand how she's still in her she's like 22 now or 23 I don't I don't understand she's beyond her years but she's this really beautiful human being that yeah that was in Sandy's coaching group and so she reached out to me and she's like I have this idea for an empowerment session But she was like, I kind of want to get really vulnerable with it. And Mm -hmm. she said, like, I wanted to, she used to self-harm when she was younger. Mm -hmm. And so she, in the form of cutting. And so she said, I have this idea where I wanted, she's an artist, so she'll paint. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I really want to paint my scars and then kind of like Mm -hmm. show that, like, and she said, I want to capture this part of my life because the scars are actually fading. And I kind of want to honor that that was something that I struggled with, but Mm -hmm. then I've also own and that it's okay that I'm in a different place now and that I also did go through that and so yeah so we just talked about kind of like what she would need in order to feel vulnerable mm-hmm. and interesting and obviously she had already coached with me so she like she knew me personally at that point but that was like still to this day one of my favorite shoots I've ever done because oh it's making me emotional now mm-hmm. but like watching somebody take this thing that they did to because they didn't love themselves and then like turning it into this art form and expressing it in such like a beautiful way was like one of the most like biggest honors that I've ever had of capturing. Mm -hmm. And so the session, yeah, you can see the scars on her. She painted them. She like loved them. And then she like, uh, what did she write on that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just, Oh, she wrote, I love you on like a board. 
mm-hmm. and um, just like held it. And it just like, like in the session, I cried, she cried, <laughs> like, because it was like every woman, every, every single person I know have, has felt that. And it, for her to be so young and to like, have such like a, a different form of self-respect after just like years ago, harming herself in that way was just like, yeah, I mean, impactful, inspirational, Mm -hmm. empowering. Like it was, it was so moving. So that was, that shoot was just like my, yeah. (laughs) That sounds like otherworldly for me. That would be like what I would want to do every single day is take pictures Mm -hmm. of women in those kinds of environments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And capture women is so cool. Like women yeah. are so different and they're so beautiful. And like, I had this woman who just brought in all these old records and she wanted like, and she like went topless and had like magazines and she just wanted to be kind of like this cool, like, like give off this vibey, like seventies chick vibe. And I'm like, this oh. is so fun. Cause it just like, it allows women to like embrace their body, mm-hmm. be who they are and just like celebrate things they love. And so, yeah. uh, yeah. Carlin's was otherworldly. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever forget it. <laughs> and anyone who trusts me with these type of sessions are just like, I know how big of an honor it is because I've also gotten photos of me taken like that. And I was going to ask. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I did it for my wedding and I did it through like one of my good photography Aww. friends. So like I trusted her, but like, yeah, um, it's vulnerable. Like oh. it's so vulnerable to take off your clothes <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or even to not take off your clothes. Like it's so vulnerable to put yourself in front of a camera because you oh. know you're going to see those photos. Like exactly. And it's really hard for you to not judge yourself, but that's that's what these sessions are for. So I can be like, you don't even have to judge yourself because look how beautiful you are. Yeah. You're amazing. That's amazing. Olivia. So Olivia really loves doing like self love (laughs) type of shoots. And when I went to visit her in Idaho, just a couple months ago, she's like, Sandy, I want to do this for you. And I'm like, Oh, heck no. (laughs) I'm just not comfortable in front of the camera. And it was like, it definitely took me some time to get comfortable and vulnerable but like then I ended up loving it and I love the photos like it was so cool to feel that so yeah that makes it so like I've taken a back seat to just listen to you guys talk about (laughs) that specific session that you're referring to and like even shooting Sandy in that way she was like your whole energy changed like this is totally Mm -hmm. what you need to be doing because like I don't want to be a travel nurse forever. And we've talked about doing like a dream shop if the podcast continues to get growth and Mm -hmm. doing like a little bit of like photography education through Sandy, but also like self-care through me where we go on hikes and we talk about kind of stuff like that. And then I do empowerment Mm -hmm. photography for the girls that come and like that kind, just to be able to like make money doing something that's so meaningful like Mm -hmm. oh my god I would feel like (laughs) top of the world this is what I'm meant to be doing so Mm -hmm. to hear that you are like doing that and having success in it is like really motivating for me to be like I need to look into this more Mm -hmm. 1000 (laughs) percent and like and people I always say this too I'm like you have to be because there are like phases right like people go through and fads of photography, whatever. Like yep. then I saw empowerment sessions popping up, but like, I always say, I'm like, they always go away. Like it's, it's the people who are passionate about it and have like an underlying, like sole purpose in it that will stay in it. I'd love yeah. to, if it's okay. If I ask you a question too, Olivia, like what drew, drew you to that? Like what drew you to the empowerment side of it or what makes you want to capture it? So it's kind of a long story, but there is some issues with like self-harm and like 
not loving myself too, just because I grew up with a health condition that made me like very trapped inside my own body type of thing. And there's episodes about that. If you like (laughs) want to listen to it in more in depth, there's another one coming out. That's like, I actually have like a fear of pregnancy because of the issues that I grew up with that kind of like made me feel like distrustful of my own body. So the idea of like doing maternity shoots in the future, if I were to step into that, freaks me out. I don't even know if I'll get to a point where I even want to have like a baby shower to be totally honest. So if I can, I, and maybe it's like diving deeper into this and seeing other women in that kind of environment that maybe I would be like, I want to be a maternity photographer. Like, I don't know. I just need to be more open to that kind of stuff, but I'm taking this summer off and driving up to Alaska we wanted to work there, but it just didn't work out. And my husband was like, why don't you take the summer off, work on your mental health, work on this issue some more. So like, hopefully I can be in your place expecting a baby, like not soon, but like someday in the future, the idea of having the courage to step into that and express this like fear that I've carried for so long and having gotten to that point, like I could get emotional even thinking about stepping into that space So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so vulnerable. And like, it's really interesting how like your personal life ties into what you do for a living too. Like, I feel like when I've talked in therapy about like my, like the wounds that I have, like a lot of it is not feeling like I'm enough and not feeling like Mm -hmm. I was hurt or seen as a child, Mm -hmm. which is really funny because now as a coach, like I'm hearing people as a photographer, I see people and like it's, and I've still had to work through like the feeling of not being enough, but I feel like I've, I feel like I'm enough now, but it's not because of any success that I've brought to myself or like, like milestones that I've hit. It's totally through therapy and like understanding like my, how my upbringing has affected my adulthood and like having so much compassion towards like the little girl who had to go through all that, not knowing anything. And so like, it's, it's, and then understanding how that plays into my business of like how much kinder I am to myself when something doesn't go the way I want. Or like when my, um, like if I don't get a wedding that I wanted or whatever it is, like how much kinder I am and being like, it's okay. Like it, it wasn't supposed to work out. Whereas like wow. five years ago, I'd have been like, you're stupid. Like it's because of you. It's because you're not good enough. It's because your work isn't good enough. Like it's crazy how like the way that I talk to myself even now, like is so different. And that's like also like with motherhood too, I was like I had this moment of, and I still sometimes like get really scared because like you're responsible for a whole human being. And like, I grew up in a very traumatic childhood. So it's like, how do I not transfer this generational trauma? And like, I, and it's all through this work that I've been doing. And I just like also have to trust with everything else that I've kind of talked about too, where it's like, like letting go and understanding that like I'm put in this position because like this is where I need to be and it's in my best interest and knowing that like I was given this child as a gift to like be able to guide them and they're probably going to teach me so much about life too which I'm really <laughs> looking forward to and like yeah it's crazy how like everything intertwines with the with each other yeah. like your business isn't just your business it's your personal life it's everything mixed in and it your mindset is like affects your marketing. It affects how you come across to people. Your confidence affects how people feel around you. Like it's, it's so crazy how everything is so interconnected. And I think ultimately that's like what I want to share with people because Mm -hmm. I think we think that there's a quick fix to a lot of these issues. 
And it truly is so much deeper than that. Mm. And I I think people are like, shit. But like at the same time, um, when you start doing the work, like the payoff has just been like, it's been really hard, but it's been so worth it. Every step. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I just like to take a little beat and say like, this is your first kid, right? Yeah. Yep. First baby. I want you to be my mommy. Like, you're going to be <laughs> such a good mom. <laughs> I agree. I agree, though. No. <laughs> me holding back emotions. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I really appreciate that. And you're going to be a really good mom. You oh, are, I so Anna. appreciate that. I Aww. I think I will be even, and that doesn't mean I won't make mistakes, but I think like trusting that I know that I will be too. Like that's, it's, it's a very wild ride. Like it's so, even though I'm, I mean, I'm very pregnant at this point and sometimes I'm still like, oh, who gave me this child? (laughs) (laughs) Who gave me permission? This is crazy. Um, And that also, I mean, even getting pregnant, I, my husband and I, we were not, we were going to start trying this spring. Like we, we just wanted to allow it to happen, but we just, we stopped preventing and I got pregnant pretty quickly. And even that I was like, I think this baby was like, let's go. Like, I want to be here. Like, let's go. No. So yeah. Yeah. How it's sink- I know. Oh, I mom. can't wait. Yeah. And you guys know, right. But you're keeping it a secret. Yeah, we are yeah. keeping it secret. Oh, yeah, we know. I'll tell you when we're not recording. Ooh, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just want to keep it secret from. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so cool. Okay, let's now kind of end it out. But what is your ultimate dream for your business? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I would say, okay. I, if I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. I know I'm referencing this again, but I think my, cause I, I just have such fluidity in my dreams. And so I'm like, everything is allowed to change. Like I am never yeah. like, this is what has to happen. Yeah. But I think I know that my purpose is to continue to empower women. And that like, for me has always rung really true in whatever form that is. I would really love one day to empower women in like a physical space. So like whether that means like a women's retreat or some sort of even like Olivia, what you were talking about, how like you can go hiking and like talk about your feelings and whatever. Like I would love to create safe space for women to connect with each other because I don't think women actually get a chance to connect with each other in a very Mm -hmm. vulnerable, safe space. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would love to be able to like connect women to each other, empower them. Yeah. So I think eventually my dream would be somewhere lying along that, whether yeah, women's retreats and working with women and working around self-care, self-love, self-acceptance. But, and that's kind of, that's like my, that's been in my head ever since I kind of recognized that like soul purpose of like, I love empowering women, but who knows? Like I will forever be a photographer I know that, uh, doesn't mean I'll take on weddings forever, but like, I know I'm in my heart always gonna be a photographer, but 
I think my superpower lies in connection. So I'm hoping that mm-hmm. that will somehow play out. Who knows? Exactly. I'm so excited to see like what happens though. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I just, Anna, I love you and your energy positivity. It's so, so amazing. I really, really <laughs> admire. And I think I'm going to take away from this conversation, just your like joy about being excited mm-hmm. for the future. Cause it's one of the things that like hinders me is being mm-hmm. scared of the unknown, especially if mm-hmm. when we're, we're talking about like motherhood and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So to see your face, I know this is a pod- podcast and it's not a visual yeah. platform, but we're like video chatting to mm-hmm. see your face light up. It's like really, really cool to see. Thank and you. I know I, I, again, I just know you're going to be so good at it. Yeah. Oh, about everything. So and if you do the like women's retreat, I'm going to freaking go. You guys are amazing. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for also like giving me the space to share my heart on it too, because I feel like, I mean, I can talk for days on my like stories on Instagram, but like this, it was really cool to be able to kind of like open up in a different way and be like vulnerable because like Mm -hmm. I said, I feel like women don't get to connect on this as much as like, I wish we were able to Yeah. And there's just a lot of noise. So it's nice to be able to like have a conversation here. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do have a quick question with your (laughs) social media presence and being kind of like in the wedding photography, but then also in the empowerment and business coaching. Do you filter all of that through one social media page Mm -hmm. or where are you at with the whole, like each niche has to have its own page because that's where I'm at and I hate it. No, I hate it too. Also, I like, I don't, ironically, like I, if I didn't have to have social media, I probably wouldn't. But like I, that being said, I also do love talking like as a platform and like, mm-hmm. like um, yesterday I literally was just like popping off about like things that people have said to me pregnant that I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you saying this? Um, so I don't filter anything into be separate. And it, I think it's actually worked to my advantage now because at this point people know that like I talk about mental health and they know that I talk about like my experiences. Like I talked about how painful it was to plan a wedding, even though it was really a good time in my life. Like it was really hard to, I lost a lot of like family and friendship relationships through it. Like I, so like, and like yesterday, like I said, I was talking about motherhood and how challenging pregnancy has been, but also like beautiful. So like, and I would say that I almost always get more messages on the mental health talk than I do about business talk. And I also have even this year, last year, I really noticed, but this year, even more so, uh, when people like talk to me and I get in like conversations about like, if I want to work with them for being their wedding photographer, they will literally say to me, like, I love your take on mental health. And I love that, that you prioritize like your boundaries in life. And like when I have like a wedding couple saying that to me, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. Like yeah. I know that I'm doing Yeah. <laughs> because it's cool knowing that like they know that I have boundaries and that they are coming and being like, I'm gonna respect that. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't believe in filtering it because like then they know me as a human being. And I always say to people too, like a lot of times we're in an era where they're booking you as a person, not necessarily mm-hmm. you as a service. So like if they like the person I am, then they're much more likely to like my photos too. Which, yeah, weird correspondence, but like that's totally what I found. Yes. I feel like it's weird, like you attract what you put out there, you yes. know? And yes, I tried to get better about talking on my stories. And I think that was really you during our coaching. You're like, put it all out there. Yes. And like, because I felt really bad about like sharing personal life because I was yes. like, okay, these people are going to see my 
me sharing personal life and then wonder why I'm not working on their photos. So like, yep. you helped me with that too. You yeah. helped me with so much, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like Sandy, I remember something that we talked about all the time is you were like, I feel like I'm weird. And I'm like, be weird. Like people love weird. Like I love it so much. Like you should be quirky. And like, that should be something people love about you. And like you shot one of my good friends weddings last yes. year. And that's what they said. They were like, we oh. love Sandy. We love her energy. Like we love her vibe. And I'm like, no one else is like Sandy. Like, and that's like, that's not like even close. business. Not even close. Yeah, girl. Um, and that's like the thing is like when you're a business owner, like people yeah. we're in an era, people are hiring you for you more mm-hmm. than ever before. And yeah, so don't be a shitty person, you know, yep. <laughs> like exactly <and> because <laughs> you'll you're gonna get got probably. Um, yeah. but it's yeah, so embracing yourself is just like embracing myself and working on myself has just allowed my business to thrive even more which is so cheesy but so 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 cool okay share where everyone can find you social media website any classes or anything you want to share that's coming up (laughs) yes so I will be doing offering individual coaching for business or life coaching again next year starting in 2024 just with obviously baby coming and giving myself space hire Anna everyone please (laughs) (laughs) you're so kind and I can be found for all that information if you on my website which is anageezy.com a-n-n-a-g-i-e-s-e and then my social is Instagram at the Anna Giese. Again, last name G-I-E-S-E. And I think that is it. I am essentially pretty much booked up for 2023, but 2024, Amazing. I got lots of space open and... Yay. And that's that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. It was so good chatting with you and catching up because I miss you so much. (laughs) I'm looking up right now to see if I follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm going to follow you right back. Right back. (laughs) Well, thank Thank you you. so much for having me, you guys. Seriously, this was such a, such a blessing. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, I feel like connected to you through the screen. I like don't want to hang up with you. <laughs> Let's not. Exactly. Stay <laughs> here all day. Thank you so, so much for listening to Want Her with your girlfriends, Sandy and Olivia. We hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams, take hold of your mental health, or finally let out that inner weirdo. Maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.